Hey everybody, it's meteorologist Joe Martucci. This is our September monthly roundup for our Something in the Air podcast, South Jersey's premier weather, environment, climate, you name it, you got it podcast. And join with me as we do at the beginning of every month, New Jersey state climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Dr. Robinson, thanks for being here as always. Always enjoyable. So yeah, you were telling me you had a little bit of a late night last night when you recorded. And, you know, last month we talked about your uh, Yankees bedroom, I believe. Um, so would you like to uh, – this is your 30 seconds to, uh, um, you know, be joyful and happy right now. I am a little tired but joyful and happy. And just look, there's only, uh, what, four, eight, um, you know, 11 more wins to go. That's <laughs> that's right. And by the time this comes out, because we are recording this on October 1st, uh, there could be a few more. I don't want a few more. I want zero more for them. But that's okay. You're doing me a favor by giving me this all information. I will be happy for you. Uh, well, this you afternoon. Know, they're not ready to join your Orioles on the golf course yet. <laughs> Listen, I don't think there's any better golf team in the country than the Baltimore Orioles at this point. They've gotten plenty of years of practice. I think they've had about six years of practice at this point. Uh, all right, so let's get into it. And, you know, usually we start with temperatures and then work towards precipitation, but I want to flip this around this month. And the reason being, um, I want to talk about what happened just real quickly at uh, Atlantic City International Airport. And that's what we usually, you know, talk about. When we're talking about climate sites here in this corner of the state. On September 10th, they had. 3.97 inches of rain. And that was a daily September record. So not just a daily record. They tripled that. They more than tripled that. But the daily September record. Um, now, AC Marina actually saw more. They saw 4.57 inches. But uh, they didn't make the top record. They were number two. And that's because records at the marina go back to the 1870s, where the airport goes to the 1940s. But um, do you remember that day across the state? And you know, are there some other big totals um, that, that came to mind, uh, during that day, it was, it was, you know, a, a unique day and one that's going to go in this top 10 list of, uh, 2020 events, at least down here in this corner of the state. Down your way, it probably will, but those are somewhat localized, but there were a number around the state. No question about that. It was, you know, a lot of parts of the state had a little rain the first three days of the month. Yeah. Then it rained a lot on the 10th and then it went over two weeks with hardly any more rain, yeah. South picked up a little bit from uh, the remnants of Sally, Tropical Storm Sally. And then the last three days of the month had a lot of rain, uh, particularly on Wednesday, the 29th into the morning of th uh, the 30th. So yeah. it was a very strange month. It was all or nothing. And yeah. th But the 10th was definitely, along with the 29th into the 30th, those are the two big deluges in different parts of the state. And, and certainly it really hit uh, parts of South Jersey um, as well as parts of Central Jersey kind of hard that day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just going back to the 29th and 30th, we actually had um, some rivers. The Cohansey River was in flood stage. You know, with that, we actually saw about, and you might have more specific numbers, but generally between two to four inches in that Cumberland County to Salem into Camden and Gloucester with that. Um, but I want to turn back to the, the 10th and then I'm going to zoom outward here. And, you know, it's something I think we need to talk about more and the weather community is period of record, because this was a great yeah. scenario. AC airport, again, 3.97. That's a lot of rain, but that was the top one. AC Marina 4.57 inches was the number two spot. So I guess my question is, you know, to you, you know, 
how can we do better communicating this threat? Um, or I don't want to say threat, but you know, these kind of records that we have when it does, you know, it does matter where you are, depending on if you're getting these records or not. And I'm just going to say one more thing too. And I, and then I'll let you answer here. I did the percentiles on, you know, where this would rank with that one day rainfall of all time, AC Marina, it was actually in the higher percentile than AC uh, airport just by a little bit, but it's still a lot or still a little bit of a difference. Yeah. I, I, as far as I'm concerned, when I hear of any record, the first thing that comes to mind is the period of record. You've just got to know that because if it's your first year, you got a record high and a record low on the same right. day. Uh, right. And then with time, it, it expands outward. So I'm always interested in knowing the period of record for the station um, yeah. Because otherwise, it doesn't tell you all that much. So, you know, I really appreciate your understanding of that when you convey things. And uh, another word that I I don't like as a climatologist is the word ever. <laughs> this is the wettest day ever. I <laughs> said, well, Noah might have something to say about that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but there you want to put the period of record. And it's okay to say this is the wettest day ever in during the period of record. Right. And then, oh, by the way, what's the period of record? Yeah. Yeah, so, I, you uh, know. But, I, you know, I, in, in, in another sense, though, Joe, you, you know when something's big. And when you get totals that in a day that are almost equivalent to the average monthly records, which are based on a 30-year average. And that's always something important to ask as well. Um, you know it's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was impressive either way you sliced it. But it is something worth noting. Let me ask you this. You know, for all the people you know who are listening, you know, we always talk about AC Marina. It goes back to 1874. Is that like the oldest or one of the oldest in the state when it comes to consistent record keeping? It's the oldest. Oh, um, it's the oldest. I need to yeah, know that. I mean, New Brunswick, I've got some records from a guy named Spader that go back to 1850s and they're pretty continuous for high and low temperatures, but they miss, and, but they miss some of that. They precip, it's pretty good. Snowfall is not consistent. So those are probably the two best records in the state. Uh, then you look over to Philadelphia, up to Central Park in New York, um, which actually began down at the Battery and went up to Central Park. They go back, I think it's 1868, mm. 1967. Wow. So there's very few records that go back earlier than the 1890s. And it was in the 1895 when you'll often hear me say this is the, the wettest month, the warmest or coldest since 1895 when statewide records began. And they began at that point because there were enough stations beginning to be established, uh, mostly for agricultural purposes at that time, uh, come the late um, late 19th century. Yeah. All right. So look at the South Jersey getting a little bit of love. You know, usually, you know, you always have that North South Jersey thing. South Jersey I think we'll take the cake on uh, some of the longest observations in the state. Um, let's just go back to the month as a whole, right? So it, it was kind of this boomer bust month, as you kind of said. We had these long periods of dry weather. Then when we got rain, we had a lot of rain. So just based on some station locations here, AC Airport, seventh wettest on record. So records go back to 1943. AC Marina was 12th. 
but it goes back to the 1870s and Millville was eighth, which goes back to the 1940s. So, you know, you're always looking at the climate, you know, with the state climate office, you're always looking at the region as a whole. So what does South Jersey and the shore, where do they stack up with rainfall from the month? We tell you the truth, we don't know yet because the numbers coming in from the National Centers for Environmental Information don't yet include the rain from the 29th and 30th. Mm, up, until, up until then, South Jersey was running 1.03 inches below average for the month and ranked 50th driest out of the last 126 September. Okay. Now, Eastern South Jersey, over your way, yeah. caught a half an inch to at most an inch and a half out of this late month storm. As you already mentioned, the western side caught up to four inches hmm. um, at one lo- one, one Cocoraza location, but over three at a number of spots. Uh, that's where it's wanted to rain all summer long, it seems. Yeah. Like. So I think we're going to come in for South Jersey as a whole somewhere close to average. And you also have to remember South Jersey, when we do the this amalgamation of data, goes up to Burlington, um, Middlesex, Mercer, Monmouth County. And the driest part of the state this past month was Northern Burlington into Northern Ocean County. Got so it. that got factored in. There were some real wide disparities across the state this month. You ever think about moving them to Central or North Jersey, those people? I move <laughs> to Central Jersey, but not North Jersey. I know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you, but, you know, I have to uh, please every – I'm trying to please everybody who is uh, listening here in South Jersey. All right. So, you know, with the the this boomer bus rain, you know, how about drought? Um, we've been pretty lucky this year. We haven't been in any kind of drought stage. Um, you know, some people may or may not know New England's been in drought for a little bit of time. You know, where are we now at the end of September going to the beginning of October? We're, we're very fortunate. That's where we are because <laughs> you go out into central and western Pennsylvania, they're in early stages of drought conditions all the way up into the Finger Lakes. Then you go into almost all of New England, but especially eastern New England, Rhode Island, up into eastern Mass, and up into northern Maine. There in the, we rank from D0 to D4 for drought, mm-hmm. D4 being the worst. They're in D3 in a couple of spots. And rivers in some parts of Rhode Island and uh, up northern Maine are running at record low levels. They've mm. never recorded them lower. Notice I said never and lower. Yeah. Never and never. You have to watch out yes. for it. Um, so they're really, we're very fortunate. And, and we were getting a little concerned. The first half of the year wasn't very wet. And even early summer, June and the first week of July, we were starting to get a little concerned and talking about D0 in a few spots. And then came Fay, Tropical yeah. Storm Fay. And we've talked about this a couple of months ago. That was a well-behaved rainmaker. That was liquid gold. There was no strong winds, no tidal flooding, no river flooding, but it delivered a half a month to a month's worth of rainfall right there on July 10th. And from there, the spigot stayed on over a lot of the state. Now, just this morning, I, I looked, and the state for the year to date is running a foot to 20 inches above normal for rainfall in southwest Jersey mm-hmm. and a little bit over into northern Cape May and southern Atlanta County. Meanwhile, up in eastern portions of Sussex County, they're running 8 to 10 inches below average for the year. 
So there's quite a disparity from north to south in the amount of precipitation we've gotten across the state this uh, this year. But South Jersey's doing quite well. Um, right. As I said, it's just wanted to rain uh, in southwest Jersey, it seems. Yeah, I mean, you know, and we do, you know, go out to Cumberland County. So we've seen, you know, I've been covering some of that heavy rain that they've had out there, but it really does depend on where you are. And and we've talked about this before, the Cape May bubble, you know, people think that they're shielded from some of this rain. And and maybe there is some truth to that. We've talked about it, but, uh, you know. Southern Cape May has been dry. That's one of the driest spots in South Jersey until you get up near Burlington, uh, Middle uh, Monmouth, and um, Northern Ocean. But Northern, Cape May County has <laughs> had more rain than average. So there's quite a spread there. So the I'll bubble, tell you what, the bubble has been towards the south, not just south of the canal, but south. Well, I, I, if I'll let you know, you know, if you talk to some, you know, real lifetime Cape May County residents, they'll tell you that that bubble is only in Lower Cape, which is that Southern Cape May County part. So, you know, they got it. They, yeah. They, yeah. So, um, so good news with drought that that's great. And I'm okay. guessing our, you know, our farmers throughout the region are pretty happy as well with the way things have turned out. Yeah, it does seem so. If anything, on occasion, they've had some excessive rainfall that hasn't been all that helpful. And then there was that hailstorm. Um, yeah. in, what was that? The very first day, first couple days, somewhere in there of July. Yeah. That, I think that, that was the first. Yeah, yeah, it was quite localized, but still, you know, hail can be very localized. Rain yeah. generally a little bit more widespread, but in the summer, it can vary a lot, as we see between northern Cape May, southern Cape May. Yeah. Um, northern uh, Ocean County this past month, quite dry, southern Ocean County, uh, rather wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it like you said, as we're in that warm season and we're transitioning to cool season, you know how it is. Thunderstorms, one part of town, the other part, you know, sometimes it gets nothing. So, all right, we're going to take a brief break. We're going to have you, we're going to have you back on the other side. We're going to be talking about temperatures, talk a little bit about hurricanes, and we're going to wrap it up with some good news. Fall foliage. This is something in the air podcast. about the R. Dorrington Foundation is when I learn all about ice hockey and have fun with other kids. The R. Dorrington Ice Hockey Foundation provides a free hockey program to low and middle income youth in Atlantic City. One of the components of the R. Dorrington Ice Hockey Foundation is the education component. Fundamental learning there is on character building. My father, Art Dorrington, loved Atlantic City so much that after signing his NHL contract with the New York Rangers, he came down to Atlantic City, started skating with the Seagulls, he found his love of his life, and he settled here in Atlantic City. The kids get teamwork, they learn the fundamentals of ice hockey, and they learn to be... And we are back to the Something in the Air podcast. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci at the Press of Atlantic City. He is Dr. Dave Robinson, New Jersey State Climatologist, as well as 
my meteorological father. Uh, let's get into temperature, meteorological father. Uh, it was not as hot or sticky as the past couple of Septembers. You know, past like, especially the past two, I felt like September is just an extension of August. And, you know, this year, I mean, I really can't think of too many hot and humid days. If we had like mid to upper 80s, it was relatively dry. And I'm thinking of Labor Day weekend as an example. And when it's been relatively humid, it's really been in the 70s. So not that, that really sticky air. And we're going to get into a pretty cold stretch just after this. But just, you know, tell us, you know, how did we stack up for the month or, you know, if we can get all that data and how are we stacking up for the month along the shore and in South Jersey? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I guess what was unusual about September temperatures is how usual they were. Yeah. Um, it was about our, our preliminary numbers for South Jersey, and they're much better for, than precipitation um, in terms of final numbers, about six-tenths of a degree above normal uh, for the average temperature, a little about a degree above normal for the minimums and just a couple tenths of a degree above normal for the um, maximum temperatures. So quite when you're, you're that close to um, the average. And the average, again, is 1981 to 2010 is our 30-year yeah. average period. Uh, that shows you how close. So, you know, what's very interesting, this was New Jersey's um, seventh above normal month of the year. We had two below in uh, April and May. But of the other seven uh, months, uh, the other six months of the seven that were above normal, all of them ranked in the top 10 for warmth, mm. going back again to 1895. Yeah. So they were anything but normal. But along came September and the warmth was balanced out by the cold. And lo and behold, an average September where people could actually put on a jacket once in a yeah. while. Yeah, go figure. I mean, I know even... I'm going to say the, what was it? I'm looking at my calendar right now, September 19th weekend. You had to have like either a sweatshirt on if you're wearing shorts or maybe just jeans and a t-shirt could fly. I mean, at night it even got chilly too. I was even thinking about turning on the heat. Uh, yeah. Anybody that turned on their heat is just weak. <laughs> That's it. They're weak people. I was very close and I was like, I think it's going to get warmer pretty soon. You know, morning comes. Some people did though. I, I did a Facebook post. I would say it was probably 70 didn't and 30% did. So, you know, and, and it was have survived and they're doing all right since that moment. It was still a, at least astronomical summer. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was, it, it was. And, and let's just go to that, that cool stretch. Cause it was pretty remarkable. At least, yeah. Definitely compared to the past couple of September. So, you know, we even had, I saw some pictures of some spotty frost in the Pine Barrens. Not everywhere, just in a couple of spots, in the shaded spots. Um, but we were at least 10 degrees below average uh, the 19th, 20th, and 21st at AC um, International. Uh, in Millville, too, and actually AC, this was also pretty interesting. Um, AC Airport, as well as Millville, they had record low maximum temperature. So cool, high temperatures. Now this is getting real into the nerdy weather stuff, but I would say in September, if you're going to have those record low temperatures like that during the day, probably because it's pouring all day long and the rain is cooling it down. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, just talk about that stretch there um, that we did have over those couple of days. Yeah. I mean, essentially you had a mini version of the polar vortex coming down in 
the, the jet stream for early in the season was quite far south, and it just kept feeding, funneling cold air in from the north, um, cold and dry air, and that was the recipe for your cool nights. Now, during the day, um, when there was sunshine, it warmed up a bit, but when you get that kind of cold air in so early in the season, you'll often have daytime cloudiness come in as the heating of the day goes on. And that, that capped the temperatures at the yeah. high end a little bit. But yeah. basically, it was just this relentless flow in for three, four straight days. And that's what was so unusual about this, was the longevity of that streak. Uh, only four days may not seem a lot. But when you get into, when you're still in September, you're still in summer, it's pretty hard to keep temperatures that far below normal for three and four days in a row because you still got have a pretty strong sun, albeit, you know, it's the sun equivalent to what yeah. we get late March, Yeah. Um, but still pretty strong sun. So that's what impressed me the most. Um, in the New Jersey Weather Network, the Rutgers New Jersey Weather Network, we had four stations go below freezing in the valley areas of Northwest Jersey. And, and one, at least one of them, went below freezing on four straight nights. Mm. And I, I, we don't have long enough records from those stations or from other stations in similarly cold air drainage sites, we call them in Jersey, to see just how unprecedented that might be. But I can tell you, seat of the pants climatology here, th what was most impressive about that cold spell was the longevity of the cold spell. Yeah, we're not seeing streaks like that very often, if you know, at all in recent history, you know, in South Jersey and 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 in New Jersey as well. But the shore was also interesting because we even got down to the 40s on that one morning, you know, the 22nd. Let's talk about growing season because you know, you said in parts of the northwest corner of the state, they're below freezing, so their growing season has ended, but we still got a ways to go, especially along the shore here in South Jersey. So where do we stack up in the state compared from South Jersey to North Jersey? It really varies. First of all, the coldest it got in any of those stations was 28. So some vegetation is hardy enough to be able to make it through that. Um, but it's, it, you know, Wallpack is a valley location. It's in the national park up there, just in a valley east of the Delaware Valley in Southern Sussex County. It had a freeze on June 1st this year, very late freeze, just the tail end of that cold April and May situation. And then they got a freeze on September 19th. So their growing season is from June 2nd, actually, to September 18th, which is 30, 60, 90, 107 days or so, something like that. Meanwhile, the last time it froze last spring at Atlantic City Marina, was March 1st, <laughs> three months, three months. the last freeze then at Wallpack. And of course, it still hasn't gotten below the 40s, as you mentioned. Right. And quite often, we won't see a freeze right along the coast till Thanksgiving. It's not unprecedented to see it later. So we're going to already, have, we have a growing season difference between coastal South Jersey and the coldest spot of North Jersey of over 100 days. And it's likely to get up close, could be a close to 150 day difference. Uh, not unusual to be about 100. I've looked at it now for a decade or more with our stations. But this, this one, thanks to Wallpack. Thank you, Wallpack. 
And also thanks to a mild March and April where we couldn't get back below freezing at Harvey Cedars, Atlantic City Marina. Uh, There was one or two other spots that didn't get below. I've been to Walpack before, been there once before. It is a very, very uh, unique part of the state. It uh, almost doesn't feel like New Jersey when you're over there, just being the valley. But it, it was, uh, it is beautiful. You know, it's beautiful there, right over by the the Delaware River. You know, it's definitely a it's definitely a nice place to be. And it's just, you know, when you're down here in South Jersey, it's just so different. And I'm sure they would say, I'm sure everybody in Walpack would say the same about down here in some parts. You know, yeah. diversity is our uh, biggest asset in the state that's, of New Jersey. That's the theme. I yeah. talk about in my climate courses and my Jersey geography course is the wonderful diversity of this relatively small state, but it's, it, that's what makes it so wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So we're almost running out of time, but I want to ask you two questions here. First one, let's talk about the tropics. Um, we're, we have been on blistering record tropical system pace. However, the second half of the month did come down pretty significantly um, and what's, you know, I just think kind of, uh, ironic, you know, peak of hurricane season, we already saw two tropical systems. We saw Fed, we saw Isaias, and then September comes, we had a little bit of impact from Teddy, but that was it. So, you know, can, when do we usually see tropical systems make landfall or make a really close passage in New Jersey? Is it actually around that peak, which is about September 10th, or do we see that at different parts of the year? Yeah, I actually had a little bit of rain from Sally. Um, True. In September. Yeah. And on Sunday, if you got hit by a spritz of rain, that was from the remnants of beta, beta. Yeah. beta. and you yeah. could see the circulation in the clouds very clearly off the Delaware, about the mouth of Delaware Bay on Sunday afternoon. It's really kind of neat Okay, um, but for weather geeks. Um, I was in the Poconos, so I, I wasn't there for that. I, I was I was far away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're still in tropical season. Make no doubt about that. And some of New Jersey's worst storms have been in October. And you only have to look back to Sandy uh, eight years ago to to say that. So don't let down your guard. Um, This is still a a rich season for tropical systems. And, And looking at what happened at the end of September, you had general circulation patterns in the tropics and subtropics lead to what we call subsidence over the Atlantic basin. And with sinking air, it's hard to get hurricanes to bubble up. Um, Earlier in August, we had another quiescent period where we had subsidence and we knew that was gonna move out and uplift was gonna occur again. And sure enough, it did and we got super active for a while. And guess what? All the models are showing by the end of this first week of October into the second week of October at at least, there's going to be more upward motion in the Caribbean and in the Gulf region. And that's just where storms develop at this time of the year. We don't have to look out to Cape Verde Islands to the Eastern Atlantic subtropics any longer. That season is pretty much over. Uh, Things start getting more active early in the season and late in the season in the Caribbean and in the Gulf. Um, so that's already there's one gamma maybe forming in the next five days in, in the Southern Gulf, but look out in a week or two for more action, but look to the Western basin, not the Eastern basin. Yep. And we've had to brush up on our Greek alphabet as we uh, ran out of English names and went to Greek names. 
So, you know, unfortunately, we're out of time. There was so much more I wish we could talk about, but but we are out of time here. Uh, I'll, I'll just say real quickly, fall foliage is still looking good in New Jersey. Give me the thumbs up. We're looking good there. Um, Dr. Robinson, before we wrap up, just real quickly, where can we find more information about everything climate in New Jersey? Go to njclimate.org to look at the long-term climate data. Go to njweather.org if you want to see what's happening in the last five minutes, the last five days, the last five weeks, and so on. Um, those are our two ways of looking at things, recent and past, uh, and they all link together. So visit us there um, and, and uh, write us if you have any questions. There's a Absolutely. link, link right. on both sites for questions. Perfect. So sounds good. Feel free to reach out to him. He knows it all. He knows everything New Jersey climate. Uh, I'm trying to know everything New Jersey, uh, South Jersey weather. I, I think I'm getting there, but not, not up to your level of New Jersey climate knowledge. So we're going to wrap it up for now. This is Something in the Air podcast. First and third Wednesdays of the month. We'll be back with you very shortly. We'll have you uh, with a new episode on October. I'm looking right now, October 21st. Until then, take care, everybody. Stay well, and we'll be back with you soon.